there. This is It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast. I'm your host, John Hansen, and this is episode 72. Local theaters need you back in the seats. And they've got a great jump start to those theater plans. It's Chicago Theater Week soon at the end of the month. Well, the middle to the end of the month. And we will be highlighting Chicago Theater Week on today's episode. And today's episode is sponsored by the Chicago Magic Lounge, a place where you can enjoy a bite, a cocktail, as magicians perform impossible feats right before your eyes. We'll have more from the Andersonville establishment, which also tops the TripAdvisor ranks a little later in the episode. And now let's start episode 72. The inner theater nerd in me is coming out. We've got Chicago Theater Week on the horizon, and it's a great opportunity for folks to check out local theater. And it's always been that, right? But especially now, after you know a couple of years of a pandemic and uh, Omicron and people still a little reluctant to gather together, uh, we can do a lot of good in a lot of communities. Marissa Lynn Ford is the executive director uh, for the organization that's helping put on Chicago Theater Week. And Marissa, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad to be here. Why is theater important to a community? Well, theater is really um, the ear to what's happening in a community. It also allows us to have, you know, relief and joy in the midst of the things that we're experiencing. Um, at the end of the day, theater is about sharing stories, and it really gives us an opportunity to hear other people's stories and perspective and to share our own through our culture, through our history, through our families. Um, so story sharing has always been essential to what narrative is told for our future. And I think theater really is a great way from our playwrights to the actors and directors to help us share those stories in a um, in a special way. Theater doesn't happen without audiences. What have you heard from theaters as they have been recovering? I, I think when they closed down, like all of us, we thought it would be, oh, two weeks and then we're going to be back. But I don't think, obviously it wasn't two weeks, but also the return hasn't just been some springboard back to pre-pandemic numbers, has it? It hasn't. And, you know, I remember the day um, that like it was the last day in the theater and we were just like, you know, theater, the, the motto is the show must go on. Right. So, um, you know, we're all like, oh, my goodness, this is this is happening and we're 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 not going to be here tomorrow. There's going to be no rehearsal, all of those things, thinking, like you said, that it's just going to be two weeks. And as you know, the months went by and we were thinking about, well, how do we come back in a safe way? How do we do this so that our artists and our staff are protected and that um, we're able, especially during this time when people are so isolated to continue to share those stories and and people were brought closer together during that time in a very unique way. So how do we um, continue to uplift that? I think now that we're back on stage, we have seen the effects of the pandemic and thankfully in the industry, we've been able to open up um, different opportunities that we weren't before. The unions opened up some opportunities as well for us to stream um, services and uh, you know let other people know about theater who had never experienced it. So in a cool way, we've welcomed back new audiences, but a lot of our theaters are still um, really excited to have those audiences back. We're seeing about 40% houses sometimes 
And the audiences are really what help us keep going and and helping support those artists. I feel like everyone in their family has at least that one artist person or yes. theater kid. And or we are that person. Yes, we're that we're that that person, those people. And um they're so special in what they bring not only to um their family units, but to the larger uh world, to the to the to the stories that we're trying to tell. So we want to make sure that our audiences come back and support those artists, those uh, back crew stage members, people yeah. who are hanging lights and the stage managers who are calling the shots and all of our administrators who are working to get those stories told. Amen. Yeah, obviously the financial hit to a lot of uh, actors behind the scenes, people that work in the theaters themselves has been quite a hit. I know the governments have stepped in and tried to help out individual theaters to keep them surviving. And that's been a huge help to at least keep some doors open during all this, but even more than just the money, like theater people aren't work from home people. We, uh, no, I, no. I keep on saying we, I'm not in any theater productions right now, by the way, I haven't been there in a long you're time. You're part of it. You're <laughs> okay. part of it. Though. I don't mean to insert myself into this story that I'm not a part of, but they, there is people that thrive on the connection that happens in a live theater. The streaming stuff is great and it has opened doors to people that maybe weren't comfortable going to theaters or hadn't been in the past. But at the end of the day, this is a experience between actors and the performers and the people that set up theater and the audience and that live interaction. Absolutely. There's definitely that connection um, there. And it's a completely unique experience. You can't play back that specific performance. You, there's no rewind. There's no pause button. You just have to be in it with the person you've brought with you or the people around you. And that's what makes it so special. You never know. Um, every performance is different based off how the audience reacts. They laugh at different places. You know, they they gasp the shock. Um, you know, for different people or, or even, you know, the things that can happen um, that we weren't expecting right. on the stage side or the audience side. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's exciting too. And you'll never have that unique experience with those same people in that room, like you had it in that moment again. So um, it's very, very special. What I love about Chicago theater week is if you, and it, it entails the suburbs as well, but Obviously, a lot of people know about the theaters downtown, and that's a part of this, too, and that's great. Those big houses provide a lot of jobs, and some of those shows are spectacular. But there are so many great smaller theaters where there is so many great up-and-coming performers, made performers that have done it for a long time. I mean, the quality of a show is not based on the number of seats in the theater. Absolutely not, and in, in, in some ways, it's even more intimate, right, when you have um, the theaters that have smaller um, audiences. Also, when you have theaters that take it outside of the stage, you have um, theaters like Collaboration that have these immersive theater experiences. I remember they did a, um, a performance that took place in a school setting, and every room was a part of the play. And oh, that's everybody cool had a different experience walking through the school, um, depending on their school schedule, right? So there's 
there's so many um, different unique experiences and Chicago is known for our storefront theaters, which are our, um, you know, theaters with those more intimate audiences. So um, if you have the opportunity, I bet in everyone's local neighborhood or nearby, they can find a theater to tap into and just go, go check them out, go check out their performance and what they have on stage. And that's really what Chicago Theater Week is about is giving people that opportunity to do that if you thought like theater wasn't for you or that it was too expensive. Um, we have tickets that are under $15 as well. So um, I would encourage everyone to just, just go take a look and check it out and, and make sure you look at the website to see what's available. And then we have a wonderful opportunity. We've got theater bingo through the League of Chicago Theater. Um, so if you want to challenge yourself, if you're a little competitive, then we have an opportunity for you to check off different shows that you're seeing. So, you know, a show that's an immersive experience, a show that's a musical, a show that has less than a hundred seats in the audience so that you can uh, really experience those different um, types of theater that I've, I've been mentioning. Yeah, and uh, we say theater week. It's actually like theater week and a half, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the sixth, but that doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. Uh, it is the 16th to the 26th of February. And again, Chicago, uh, where, do, where do you want people to go to kind of uh, book what you want to do? Is it through choosechicago.com slash Chicago Theater Week? Or is, there, is that the best place yeah. to go? Yeah, you can go to chicagotheaterweek.com. And so that's hosted on our partner site, Choose Chicago. Um, and so you'll be able to see all of the performances there, what you could separate it by neighborhood as well. So uh, a real opportunity there to check out uh, the shows that are participating. And scattered really, again, throughout the city and the suburbs. Yes. So um, I, I, I'm going out to visit Paramount on <laughs> Friday, they're doing uh, Into the Woods, and um, my my list of openings is, is long, so I hope to see everybody in the audience while I'm out there. Um, we have uh, Glencoe, Glenview, Oak Brook. Um, we have West, North, Far North, South, Far South, so, um, you know, I, I hope that everybody gets the opportunity to really explore the city and the different neighborhoods, you know, uh, support your local restaurants with the show, get dinner and a, and a show all together, make it a full experience, um, so yeah. Yeah, it's something for everyone. Yeah, and it, it does the range of performances, right? I mean, Joffrey Ballet, I think, is a name we know. I see that on the list. The Goodman Theater is a name a lot of people know. I.O., which is back under, back open, right? And they were closed for a long time. They're back. That's yeah. obviously improv comedy, right? There's a there's a range. Yeah, you have the Cabaret Zazoo, which is dinner theater, and, and that's a unique experience as well. And and uh, everywhere from the uh, Guion Theater, Centes de Seda, which is um, completely in Spanish, but has English subtitles. So um, there's there's different experiences all throughout. What was your favorite experience you ever, because I know you performed back in your day. Oh, <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, but come on, what um, was your favorite moment on stage ever? Oh, on stage. Well, actually, so this is going to be uh, a little different. I, this goes back ooh, in college. I actually, so I had to take stage management and I was stage managing cabaret ooh. and backstage. So many things happened that <laughs> the, oh, as they were moving sets, a piece of the set broke off. 
Um, uh, we had a, a, a shrew start running around on stage and backstage and, um, we had, you people... couldn't tame the shrew. Did you see the joke <laughs> I just made it, there? Yeah. There you oh go. my goodness. It, it was just the most theatrical thing that was not on stage, but I was like, this is all happening. And I still have to call this show while people are freaking out. They're trying uh -huh. to catch the shrew. Um, so you, like I said, you never know what's going to happen. And, um, that's a shout out to all the great people, too, who who work on the show um, that we don't see. Marissa Lynn Ford, it's been great chatting with you. Good luck. And uh, I hope everyone takes part. OK, thank you. Thank you. Today's episode is sponsored by the Chicago Magic Lounge. The Chicago Magic Lounge is built to fool you completely from beginning to end. And we fool you from the moment you walk in with a laundromat. And then once you figure out how to get into a laundromat, then you're in this beautiful speakeasy, bar, low lighting, decor is just incredible. And then you're ushered into a library. And then you see the second speakeasy entrance. Then you go into this beautiful 110 seat cabaret theater, specifically built to the specs magic. And explain close-up magic. That's a Chicago thing. Close-up magic was always seen as kind of a precursor to the show. Old school magicians would show close-up magic to people in the hotel lobby to get them like kind of prepped for the big show. In Chicago though, we made close-up magic the thing. That was the show. And so really what Chicago magic comes down to is doing close-up magic while people are drinking. I don't know if that makes it easier or harder on the magicians to fool us. It's a really cool all-around experience from the moment you enter to the moment you leave. There's there's no bad angles, there's no bad seats. It's uh, just a really cool thing. It's a great date night experience, group of friends. I brought my in-laws there. <laughs> I mean, really, it's <laughs> it's just an overall great experience. I feel like it's on every Chicago and Suburbanite or visitors kind of bucket list of things to do in the city. Through our years, the reviewers on TripAdvisor have been incredibly kind to us and we are still number one in nightlife in Chicago on that list. We have shows seven nights a week, different shows each night with different kind of themes. It's just an amazing time for magic right now in the city. Now, should you be in Chicago on a night where we're sold out, you can always visit us at the bar. It's free to come in. Uh, we open at five o'clock and you can sit there, watch magic, have great cocktails and leave it at two o'clock in the morning if you want to. ChicagoMagicLounge.com, the place for people to go to find out more information. www.ChicagoMagicLounge.com and follow us on Instagram. Open seven nights a week, 5050 North Clark in the Andersonville neighborhood. Hey, Block Club Chicago's on TV with On the Block, Thursdays at 7 on the U, Saturdays 10 a.m. and Sundays 6.30 p.m. on CW26. And we're also on the radio, too, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays on the Bob Surratt Morning Show. Here's a recent appearance from co-founder Seamus Toomey. Well, let's get extremely local news right now from Block Club Chicago. Seamus Toomey with us. And let's start, Seamus, with um, this indoor Lincoln Park Food Fest. I don't know about this. Tell us right. about it. <laughs> yeah, good morning, Bob. Yes, uh, you know, I, I, I raised this one because it gives a little bit of hope that uh, maybe uh, w winter will be coming to an end. Cause th this food fest is uh, March 22nd, and it's going to be inside the theater on the lake. So, you know, you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be outside, but you're going to be looking at the lake on that beautifully renovated theater on the lake right at Lakeshore Drive and, and Fullerton. They, they pack a bunch of uh, just local restaurants and, and bars in there with with small bites. So it's 
there is, you know, something to look forward to. It feels almost like a, a summery festival, but it's uh, all, all going to be indoors. March 22nd, tickets just went on sale this week if anyone's looking for the early bird pricing. <laughs> all right, more on that at blockclubchicago.org. Uh, what's the news about this place in Wicker Park, The Point, on North Milwaukee Avenue? Right. This is an interesting uh, fight uh, brewing in Wicker Park. Um, the Point is a uh, it, it's a nightclub, and it's located in the Flatiron Arts Building at 50, 1565 North Milwaukee. And um, there was, it's been closed down since last February. There were several shootings outside the club, and the city linked the shootings to the club. In fact, someone at one point fired a shot through the front window and, and, and injured somebody, a patron there. So the club now just filed a lawsuit uh, tr- fighting the city, saying it's being uh, unfairly scapegoated for violence in the neighborhood. And it's an interesting uh, theory because the city does this a lot, where if there is uh, if there are fights outside of bars, they can go after the bar's license and shut them down, make them uh, change their hours or enact a security plan. But uh, most of them uh, f- f- go, you know, follow along and do what the city says to do. But the point says you're un- you're keeping us closed unfairly. They're, they went to court. Um, so they'll, they'll see, you know, it's the city's got a lot of latitude in this for they can claim different uh, problems that they've cited that they can link to the bar. So we'll see how it plays out. But for now, the, the point remains closed uh, in Wicker Park and the, and the owner is quite upset about it. And finally, Hollywood uh, coming to Chicago, this big South Shore film studio. When does this open up? They're thinking at the end of uh, fall 2024. So, you know, they're hoping that uh, 79th Street and, and Stony Island, it really centers around that. It's called the Regal Miles Studios. And it's, you know, quite it's a little bit like the studios they built uh, on the west side where they hope just to draw all kinds of TV shows and movies and, and hundreds of millions of dollars of, of production costs and, and, and jobs. So uh, they broke ground on it this week. Uh, the, the mayor was out there along with Derek Dudley, the producer of The Shy. He's one of the investors. Uh, Chance the Rapper and Common are both investors as well. And there's talk about Derek Rose contributing to it. So uh, it will be huge when it's built. Uh, they're talking about uh, more than half a million square feet uh, based around um, yeah, 77th and, and Stony Island as well. So um, cool project. They're going to offer uh, education for uh, uh, for high school kids in the neighborhoods around it. And they're hoping it's really just a, a way to invest, not just in the neighborhood but in the but in the kids and the the future perhaps tv stars and movie stars uh, in chicago and uh, jobs and money for our city seamus toomey thank you have a good day thanks bob you too wednesdays thursdays and fridays on wgn 720 that's on your am dial or wgnradio.com hey that'll do it for episode 72 again big thank you to the chicago magic lounge for sponsoring this episode And look, if you want to sponsor an upcoming episode, we'd love that. It helps keep the mic on. You can email me at John, that's J-O-N, there's no H in my name, John, J-O-N, at blockclubshy.org. And I'll get you all the information you need. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back in two weeks with a new It's All Good. It's All Good.